Can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Adore Beauty acknowledges First Nations people as the traditional owners across the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to Elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome back to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Hannah First. And I am your summer co-host, Melissa Mason. So Detective Mel is joining (laughs) us today because we had just seen Taylor Swift kissing Travis at the football game and there was like very minimal smudge her lipstick and then there was this whole thing online that people were like what lipstick is this and I was like Mel please go do your research (laughs) go do the job you're a journalist (laughs) (laughs) this is what you do in journalism so what have you found out she wore this red lipstick again just perfect application absolutely macking on with Travis like kissing him all over his beard And it managed to stay on and she looks great in all the photos. And so I deep dived on everybody's favorite investigative journalism platform, TikTok, uh, (laughs) to find out what people have discovered. So there were a lot of videos. A lot of them went for a million years and covered like moments like, do you remember that photo of her with Carly Kloss, ex-BFF, fascinated by Mm -hmm. that relationship, where she's applying a lipstick and it was a, it was a NARS lip pencil, but this is like 2012, like so long ago. I don't care about what she was using in 2012. I want to know now. And people were going from like there to like 2014 InStyle magazine covers. The information that I particularly liked that a few people touched on was that her current makeup artist Mm-hmm. Hasn't talked about what she uses on Taylor Swift, but has talked about her own makeup kit before. The two that stood out to me, because I yeah. feel like these color-wise are very close to what she's wearing at the game, are Rouge Damani Matte in 402, which mm-hmm. I honestly can't find anywhere because I think that all the Swifties have bought it out. But on Adore Beauty, we have 400 and 404 and they're both kind of like either side of it. So one's probably leaning a little more orange red, one's leaning a little more blue red. So I feel like in that realm of the Rouge Darmani matte red lipstick, you're going to get- And this is allegedly, we don't actually know. Oh, I have no idea. This is it. There's no source that's confirmed this, has there, She could have gone to Walmart (laughs) that day and bought- a lipstick on sale could in the special aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be anything. I doubt it, but anyway. <laughs> could be the blood of her haters. We don't know. <laughs> anyway, but she also has been a long, long, long time fan, and this is the one that I think it is, of the MAC okay. Retro Matte Lipstick in Ruby Woo, which I think That's we're all one. familiar with. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ruby Woo is that lipstick that every red lipstick fan should just have in their arsenal somewhere. I have like three of them. But I reckon I use it once every six months maximum. So I'm like, all of them should probably be in the bin by now in terms of like. Yeah, they start to smell. Lipsticks start to have that smell. (laughs) They're not good. But I mean, Ruby Woo is, it's super matte. It stays on forever. It's a really nice blue red shade. A very, very old Hollywood glam, which I feel like Taylor's always leaned into. Pretty confident. It's one of those two leaning towards Mac. Great. There you go. Investigation over. Thank you. What would we do without TikTok? (laughs) What would we do? 
So what is on today's episode? We are talking Valentine's week since that's what we're in. And we're going to talk self-care on steroids and our own personal self-care routines. Plus we have Adele Marie from Your Safe Space Pod talking all things dating in your 30s. And of course, the products we didn't know we needed. (laughs) (laughs) When we were brainstorming this, we were talking about Valentine's Day and then we came up with this self-care on steroids, which I actually think is, you remember how Carrie Bradshaw talked about secret single behavior? Yes, secret single behavior. SSB. This is like our SSB. Run me through. So it's like you've got the apartment to yourself. You can do anything you want. There's nothing going on. (laughs) What do you do? Like I want detail. Are we talking like the actual things that I do? (laughs) Not the pretty, like not the TikTok version. Not the cute stuff. Not a sheet mask on the couch. Okay. No. What do you actually do so firstly I'm obviously cutting my toenails because as we know I don't mind cutting them anywhere in the entire house and I'm not vacuuming up the bits (laughs) I'm letting them sit there they're sitting all over the floor I'm definitely watching Downton Abbey if it were now other options Mm -hmm. for things that I would be watching would be like Laguna Beach again the hills these are all my comfort shows. If I'm gonna, comfort. if I'm gonna have like a time, I'm gonna be watching like mid two thousands reality TV for sure. Something I have been known to do because I've gotten laser, but you know how when you get laser and you still get like the little bits of regrowth. Mm-hmm. So I've had laser under my arms and I had full Brazilian laser. I will pluck individual hairs <laughs> from both parts of my body. <laughs> I'll just sit there nude and pluck. <laughs> chaotic (laughs) I love it and I'm not talking sitting there new like that sounds maybe hot I'm talking like hunched over like Gollum (laughs) with a how do you see with a like a mirror or like you can see if you're hunched over you can see yeah okay (laughs) if you get get the right hunch on like I'm talking like curled over in a c-shape while I'm sort of listening to the hills happening and the air con's definitely blasting and it's it's dark, but I have the overhead light on for maximum, like, yeah, light on the areas. Anyway, uh, enough about my chaotic. And what? But and what are you eating? Have you, have you got a special dinner? I would have eaten. Dessert? I'd say, look, and I think we're going to both be saying the same thing here, Hannah, of an entire large pizza to myself. Yeah. yeah. I would then. I think if I'm eating, I'm lying down, and I'm mm-hmm. still probably nude, and it's resting on my boobs, so it can mm-hmm. just get angled straight into my mouth. I can't believe you would be sitting nude. That's my worst nightmare for a self-care <laughs> night. Like I would be Your in maximum clothes. I'm in my oldest holy undies that my boyfriend has told yes. me to throw away. Yes. Like he's like, why have you still got, you know, the hot, they're so loose on the bum. <laughs> I, I keep them just for self-care night. Yeah. And then I'll wear, I've got these Uniqlo pajamas that are my favorite and it's long sleeve, even in summer, long sleeve, long pants, no air con on. I like to be really overheated. <laughs> you sound like a torture. <laughs> torture night. So I'm not like you. I don't watch reality. I watch like shows about murder or at the moment I'm watching Dexter, yeah. which is such an old show. 
It's about a serial killer that you also – have you seen it? I've never seen it. Tom went through a stage where he was watching it religiously, but I, like, missed the beginning, so then I just wasn't – I'm up to season eight now, and it's a bit too much. I had little breaks because, look, he's a serial killer, but he only kills bad guys. So yeah. you have this, like, weird comfort relationship with Dexter. It's it's very sort of disconcerting because he <laughs> he is also a murderer. Basically, I will do a puzzle, obviously. Now, I wanted to get, get you to guess. I counted the other day how many puzzles do <laughs> I own <laughs> in the house. Do you ever give them away? Space. That's my first question. No, Okay, so you I keep don't. them all, even when they're bad? The bad ones go into a separate storage space right. and the good ones stay easily accessible. Okay, so we're counting them all. Because I redo them, all of them. <laughs> You've got to keep the old ones. Just, just you're like a puzzle hoarder. That's what you're telling me. I no, I am. Okay, I reckon you've got forty three. Oh my god! Did you see it? Yeah, forty three. Did I just guess exactly. it? Oh, you just guessed it. I wish that I was one not, of those like did, jars full of jelly beans, and I won something. I did for it. not tell you that prior. No, yes, forty three puzzles. So I sit on the floor. So you sit naked. <laughs> my kind of weird thing is, I sit on the floor. I have bought two bum pillows. Well, they're actually outdoor cushions, mm. but I call them bum pillows from Big W. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like a cushion for the floor, which is for your bum. I have two of those stacked up and I sit on the floor um, and then I have my puzzle board on my coffee table. And then I'll also order large pizza, but I'm a little bit different. I'll eat half hot. I'm like, I'll save it for tomorrow, but then I'll eat the other <laughs> half cold later that just, night. Are you going back like a little rat and like getting a piece? One, every, yeah. one piece. <laughs> Yep, because when you reheat pizza, it doesn't taste as good as cold pizza. It's good cold. I yeah. support that. I always have like a Lumira candle. I love Lumira candles. Oh, that's I, nice. However, Nick, who does his own self-care night, and so we like, he'll joke and he'll go, because if I'm out, he'll be like, I'm going to have a self-care night as a joke. And we'll like, ha ha, yeah, having a self-care night. And I'll literally come home. All the lights will be off. Two Lumira candles will be burning. <laughs> Different scents. Oh, God. This is such a boy thing. I was like, why are you burning two candles? And he's like, I like them. (laughs) It's like they think that more equals better with everything, including candles. Because Tom does this thing too. He'll burn like four different beautiful, expensive candles in the house. And I'm like, you could just do one. Just do one. You don't need four. You've made a weird scent. Yes, that's exactly exactly what will happen. So the candles will be burning, but I'll have to have the same as you. The big light has to be on for the puzzles. Yes. You're plucking hair. I've (laughs) got to see the puzzle pieces. And I'll definitely always be – I'll always have some sort of dessert in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And then I finish the night with two icy poles. And I'll basically sit there doing a puzzle until my back hurts. And then I'll go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) like I'll get upper back pain like stabbing pains in my back and then I'm like okay that's enough and that gives me a good excuse to book in a massage for the next day and that is like self-care weekend you're basically like torturing yourself (laughs) on a self-care night so that you can get a little special treat the next day is what I'm hearing totally (laughs) I do love a sheet mask but have you ever put a sheet mask on and then realize that you need to eat and then you actually mm-hmm. can't eat through the little hole. So that, or you try and then you get bits in your mouth. It's not, it's not a good time. Yeah. But, yes, I, I definitely support during Valentine's week if you are having a night in. 
go balls to the wall. Isn't it funny we all have these weird little rituals that we do on our own that we don't tell other people about. And when you see self-care on social media or you read about self-care, it's so different to what your actual self-care night is. Absolutely. I'm like the self-care shown in media is like the top of the iceberg, right? (laughs) It's like things that I do do and they are nice and they're self-care, but real self-care happens under here, under the water. (laughs) There's a whole wealth of like dark stuff that happens. Dark. Well, today we're joined by Adele Marie. She is the host of Your Safe Space Pod. And because it's Valentine's Day, like right around the corner, Adele is joining us today to talk about confidently dating in your 30s. Welcome, Adele. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. And I really love this topic. I was single through the first half of my 30s. So I'm very much like, this is for me. This is about me. (laughs) But look, let's talk about you and how your TikTok journey started, because I'm sure a lot of listeners would know you from that platform, because you had a healing series that documented your journey post breakup. And now that's spawned a podcast and a YouTube channel, like incredible growth. But can you explain to listeners how the journey's changed since that healing series? Yeah, absolutely. So I joined TikTok in September of 2021 and I -hmm. had just gone through a very brutal breakup. I didn't Mm. see it coming. It like knocked me off my feet. Yeah. And it was the first time I had gone through a breakup like that. And I was very sad. I was down bad. And I posted a video of myself crying on the internet and it turned into that healing series. It was never intentional at the start. But what I really liked about it was that because I had posted something so vulnerable, people who were also going through a breakup saw it because of the algorithm. And then Mm. I started to build a community of other people that had gone through a breakup. And not only did they feel a little bit better because they felt less alone, but I felt less alone as well. So we started like this little kind of healing community. And my healing series went for about I think it was about like 50 to 60 days by memory. It was a long time ago now, but I remember waking up on, I think it was like day 53 or day 54. And it was the first time since the breakup that I woke up and like, I didn't think about him. I wasn't thinking, oh my God, I'm so sad. Like I just woke up feeling like myself again. And Mm. I thought to myself, wow, maybe I've got to stop the healing series because I don't want to just be the girl that got dumped on TikTok And people every day were waiting for my healing video to see how I was Mm. going. And so I kept it going, I think, for another week after that. And then I remember the final video, I just said, like, I need to start a new chapter and I need to move away from this because if I keep myself stuck in that phase of my life, I'm really not going to be able to move forward and I want to start dating and I want to find someone. And so Mm. I thought to myself, what am I going to do now? (laughs) So I kind of pivoted my content to still create daily videos. I post two to three, sometimes to five TikToks a day, and they're more lifestyle now. Still with an element of mindset, I'm really big on mental health. I love kind of sharing what I've learned on my own journey throughout my 20s into my 30s. And obviously dating is a large part of that still, but I try to incorporate other things as well, like food, family, my dog, the gym, other general lifestyle content. As for how the rest of my platforms have grown, it's all been driven by the community. So they asked for a YouTube channel. They asked for a podcast. They asked for 
certain questions to be answered. I do a lot of my content based on the questions I get or the comments I get or whatever seems to be going on in their world. It's largely community driven, which I'm so grateful for. Amazing. So you talk on your podcast about surviving breakups, combating bad days and all things relationships. What has been the best piece of advice you've ever received for dating? Yeah. So it's really hard for me to pick one because I think there's some great advice out there as well. But my best dating advice, and it was my therapist who told me this, she said, I need to stop dating with the idea of people's potential. Oh, so good. And I was somebody who I always like to see the best in people. I always like to think, oh, you know, someone could could mm-hmm. learn that behavior or could start acting differently. Or, you know, he might turn into that one day, but it's really about taking the rose-colored glasses off and objectively looking at the people that you're dating because I think it's so important, firstly, not to rush into a relationship, but secondly, it's like you don't really know someone that well at the start. It takes mm-hmm. a while for their true colors to come out. And I think if you can slow it down and you can stay objective and you can really assess, do I like them? Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, and maybe some women listening can relate, you're thinking, oh, do they like me? Am I enough? But it's like, well, hang on. Do you even like them? Yeah, yeah. Turning the narrative as well helps too. And yeah, I just think you've got to assess your attraction, their compatibility, your values. And you do that by not falling in love with the potential. (laughs) And I think it's so easy to do that in your 30s because it's this really pivotal time in a woman's life where you're like, I want to start a family. I want to get married. I want to build a life with someone. And I just, I remember like going through dating and just being like going in on a date and you'd have like one good conversation. You'd be like, he's the one he's the one that's it like we had one great convo amazing so or like relatable. alternative <laughs> i knew you were gonna say the same. oh my god and then don't you think there's the flip side as well where you would be like oh nah bad date next bad date next mm. like it was like so so binary like my thinking all the time i would just either jump to this conclusion that we were like getting married or I would be like, no, no, not enough spark on this first date with this shy man, better Mm. run away and like find someone else. I can relate to that too. Usually it was the com- probably the confident guys on the dates that would, would get that yes. like, oh my God, big tick. But then because I remember my boyfriend, when I met him, I was like, oh my God, he's so quiet. He's way too quiet. <laughs> yes. Like I need someone way louder than this. But actually <laughs> he came out of his shell over time. That's my biggest piece of dating advice is you, you definitely can't judge someone by their performance like on a first date. I used to have a three date rule, which is intense, but I would be like after three dates, unless I like on the first date, just 100% know I'm not into them. But if I'm like unsure, I have to go through three dates before I can say not next. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I say three dates too. Yeah. Sometimes on a first date, I feel like you can be, even with myself, I can be a little bit more reserved, coming across a little bit shy. Mm. You're getting to know somebody. It can be a bit awkward too. I feel like that second date, you kind of come out of your shell a bit more. And definitely by the third date, you can make a better judgment on if you want to pursue it any further. So I think the three date rule is good too. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of dates, give me your like number one beauty ritual before going on a date to make you feel 10 out of 10. And then your like most luxury, lush self-care night in beauty tip. Okay. So for date night, I would probably say for me, it's about confidence. Mm. So I want to make sure that I've got my hair freshly washed. That always makes me feel really good. And (laughs) I'm going to say that's my number one thing, but 
aside from that, I'll make sure I've got a cute fit on. I do my standard kind of everyday makeup look that I feel confident in. I don't ever try anything new on a date night because I'm like, if I try a different hairstyle or I try a different makeup look and it goes bad, I'm not going to be feeling my best. So I stick to what I know. Bonus points if my hair is looking good. That makes me always feel good. And then for a self-care night, especially I think for anyone listening who might be single going into Valentine's, my advice is like give yourself a date night and pick out your favorite movie, order your favorite food, do an eye mask, do a hair mask, do a face mask, have a really like luxe, just pamper night and make that for yourself. I love an Uber Eats and I love Mm -hmm. like my favorite movie. That's my perfect night in. And I've got my little dog. So happy days. We were talking about like eating a whole pizza, like (laughs) the absolute luxury of just eating a whole pizza to yourself. I do that on a, (laughs) I just do that on a rig. That's not even Valentine's day. That's just a Friday (laughs) night for me. I watch like something serial killer related and a whole pizza. Like I'm watching Dexter at the moment or it's like some Netflix doco, whole pizza, heaven. And weirdly, can I tell you a weird one? Raspberry lemonade is like my, you know, like some people it's like something, it's just maybe because it's so sugary. I reckon it's like regression to your childhood. It's like comforting. It reminds me of Pizza Hut and I used to have it in those like big plastic glasses with a straw and it's like really comforting (laughs) to me. So we'd love to hear about your handbag essentials. So when you like go on a date, what would be in your handbag? Like what's must-haves? Okay, so I always need to have tissues in there because for some reason I have very watery, runny eyes and they're the bane of my existence. Every date I've gone on, I've had something in my eye. It's very annoying, allergy season. The guy I'm dating at the moment, he's like, you literally have something in your eye every single time I'm with you. I said, I know, I can't help it. So I need my tissues. I also need gloss because I feel like if you're eating and you're talking you got to freshen that up. Take a pressed powder as well. And I do take a little mini perfume too. And then Mm. just my cards and my ID. I keep it simple. So good. I love a little mini perfume on me at all times. Same. Before I had laser eye surgery, similar to you, Adele, eye issues all the time. Mm. I would always at all times have two contact lenses in my purse and eye drops. I mean, my handbag's just a nightmare in general. I would never change anything. It was just like (laughs) things were in there. Actually, I always used to pack undies because (laughs) if if I ended up going home with a date, I love that. My my number one thing was I am such a like particular sleeper. I can't sleep in the undies that I wore all day and all night. I will need to change them. And so I'd pack like giant, because I usually have like sexy undies on if I thought maybe I was going to go home with someone. And then I would pack like giant bloomers for sleeping. So it's like immediately, you know what you're getting normally from me. Can can I tell you what's wild, Mel, to me about that story is that you were able to sleep over. Like I would, I, that's, that's a no, no. Like I would think it would have to be at your place. Like I'm, I'm too fussy about my sleep. I agree. I don't think I could do a sleepover because I need to do my skincare. I'm a retainer girl. (laughs) The retainer girls unite. I'll be packing my retainer (laughs) in the bag. But I will say I also would take a pack of chewies in my bag Mm. on a date Mm. night too because what if like I ate onion or garlic and Mm. I want to kiss the man later? Chewies. I used to have like, I'm not allowed to eat this on a date foods because I'd always want to order it and then it would just be like a nightmare and one of them was tacos. Oh my goodness. Are you I've never my eaten brain? 
I was just about to say <laughs> my like first ever boyfriend. I went to tacos with him and was like, I'm never doing this again. I was 19. No, no. again. Went everywhere. <laughs> you know, it dribbles out the end. It all just dribbles out and it falls all over the plate. And you're like, there's no way to eat a taco with dignity you cannot it's impossible speaking of like embarrassing moments on dates actually Adele do you have any dating disaster stories that you can share I do I've got a couple can I tell you both yes please do I love a dating story so I started dating again back in October of last year of 2023 and I went back on hinge and I was like you know what like I'm just gonna have fun with it gonna collect data gonna meet people make memories And the first date I went on was with this man and he was lovely. The conversation was good. The banter was good. We went and met for a drink and I had said to him previously that I'm not a massive drinker, but we can go and have one. And if the vibe is good, we can like grab some food or go do something afterwards. And if not, we can just like go our separate ways. Anyway, we had one drink each. The vibe is really good. We then head to dinner and the man proceeded to order like drink after drink after drink oh, after drink mm-mm. while I'm sitting there drinking my Coke Zero and he <laughs> got so plastered. By the oh, end of gosh. the day, he couldn't even look at me. He couldn't even open his eyes. He was doing like, you know, <gasps> the, you know, the like drunk, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just smiling and like <laughs> sort of yeah. through slitted eyes. Yep. <laughs> and it's hard to keep the conversation kind of going and like keep up with someone on that level when you're just like one drink in sober at this point because it's been like a couple hours. Mm. I was just like, this is this is not great. And then another date I had maybe like a week or two after that one, a different first date. This guy organizes a first date, drinks again. And maybe this is my fault for going on drink dates when I don't really drink <laughs> now that I'm saying this out loud. But he organized drinks at this place where his friends were already there having drinks so no. I walk in no and his friends are at a table beside us first date awkward no intense like fine if you <laughs> want to do a group date thing or whatever or like a hang but tell me I actually had the exact same thing happen to me once where I went on a date with this guy and it was to like a bolo like a bowling club I used to love like a bowling club or an RSL for a date and <laughs> we went to this bolo but he didn't acknowledge that the friends were there And the only reason I figured it out was because like maybe like 15 minutes into us hanging out, this table was just like staring at us heaps. And I was like, what, why is that table like looking at us all the time? And then I didn't say that to him. I just like thought it. And I went to get a round of drinks and I came back and he was talking to them. And I was just like, and then he's like, oh yeah, like my friends wanted to come see ha ha ha. And I was like, that's weird. So weird. And also tell me, like, if you want a friend's date, I'll get some of my single girls. We can have a, you know, group date. That's fine. But let me know. Don't spring it on me the second we walk in. As soon as I met him, he's like, oh, my friends are here, by the way. I was like, the fuck? Like, I just did not expect that. (laughs) Yeah. Hasn't happened since. So that was a once and once only. (laughs) So we know there's a new romance on the cards for you. You mentioned you're dating someone. What are your great date night ideas? Oh, I feel like I've got so many great date night ideas because we've actually gone on some very interesting and fun dates. One of my favorite dates with him has been an escape room. Oh, okay. That was probably like, I don't know, seven or eight dates in. I was like, this is a good test to like see our communication, see if we can get out of this room together. Another night we went and did axe throwing. Oh, yeah. I know these are so rogue, but I think great date night ideas. Firstly, are ones that you plan. So we kind of take turns on picking like what we do or what we prefer. And a lot of them have been like interactive or active dates 
dates, which I like. But on the other hand, we also have done some really like low key nice dates as well, whether it's like watching a sunset or just going like having a walk in the park, people watching. Mm. I love kind of doing both. And I think what makes it work is that like we both prioritize it. And I would like to, obviously, hopefully the relationship continues and it keeps going good. But I think that's like key as well in long-term relationships. Like you do need to really prioritize that date night and keep making that effort with your partner. I don't think it's just like, oh, at the start when you go on dates, you have to keep dating your partner Mm. to you know keep the relationship going. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Adele, for coming on. It's been such a lovely chat and I hope that all our listeners have heaps of ideas for great date night or a great night in with a pizza and a red lemonade. What's really funny (laughs) is I think most people would say like pizza and red wine. Isn't it funny that I'm red lemonade? (laughs) I'm a 35-year-old woman at home drinking red lemonade. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you both and I'm super grateful and happy Valentine's Day to you guys and to everyone listening. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. So Hannah, what is your product you didn't know you needed today? As I've spoken about, I have like a real love-hate relationship with retinol and I I haven't been able to like ever use it so consistently that I can like move up a level. Mm. So it's always been I'll try a new product out and then I'll kind of overdo it or I'll be using too many. Because the thing is we spoke to a dermatologist who said with retinol, if you're not tolerating it well, then you should just use retinol and stop using all your other actives. Like stop mixing so many different actives so that your skin doesn't freak up. But the problem is that I do love like niacinamide. I love vitamin C. Like those are the ingredients that I find – particularly like niacinamide will help to reduce the appearance of pores. And then I like the vitamin C for brightness. So I actually really love all of the other active ingredients. So I usually just give up on the retinol because I, I just, I'm like, oh no, I like all my other ingredients, but retinol doesn't always play as nicely with other ingredients, especially if you're trying to like introduce something stronger. I started using this. It's the Elizabeth Arden Retinol and HPR Ceramide Water Cream. And it's actually like a moisturizer. And I've heard dermatologists say that that you can, sometimes you can put the retinol over your moisturizer or you can mix it with the moisturizer to sort of decrease how active it is and then how like you can kind of use a barrier. So Mm. this one's actually gentle enough for first time retinol users and it's a kind of lightweight, creamy texture. And so I've been using this one, I've kept it beside my bed so that I use it at night. So I'm actually, I feel like I am using a retinol. Mm. Um, It's got some other really nice ingredients in there, peptides, hyaluronic acid. It's got phytoceramides and it's got this thing called HPR, which they call high performance retinol. So the pure retinol is like immediately absorbed and then the HPR offers like a more sustained release. Right. It's like a next generation retinoid is what they say. One of the reviewers said good for sensitive skin, gave a five-star review and said, I have just started using this and so far loving it. Such a nice light texture. I've got quite sensitive skin and have no problem using this retinol two to three times a week, which is exactly what I'm doing at the moment. I'll just put it on as the only product that I put on at night because it's obviously a moisturizer and it's got retinol in it, kind of like a night cream. And the other thing is that you can actually use it in the morning, obviously apply your SPF, but I use it at night. I think for anyone that's looking for a kind of gentle retinol that's mixed with like a cream that also has those other ceramides, hyaluronic acid peptides, so it's kind of an all-in-one for nighttime, this could be a really nice one. Price point, it's it's a little bit more expensive. It's $155. 
but yeah. it's probably the only thing that you would have to use at nighttime. Yeah, it's like a one-stop shop. I also love like the idea of combining retinol and ceramides because ceramides are so yes. healing for skin and they're so good for people with sensitive skin and ceramides are really important for restoring the skin barrier. So it's almost like if the retinol is upsetting your skin barrier, I'm assuming this product is also working at the same time to restore it, which I think is what's often missing in my skincare routine whenever I've tried retinol is I'm not also feeding my skin barrier and supporting it. So I'm like impacting it and then just letting it deal with it itself. And it's like, help, help. So ceramides are very good for that. The next one I've got on my list is actually the CeraVe have a night cream with retinol. So yes, I will report back on that once I've, I want to try it out for a few weeks, but agree. I like the mix of the ceramides with the retinol. Yeah. What is your product? Well, I'm going for the big guns today. I've got a curling wand. It's the cloud nine curling wand specifically. So The story with this is that my hair is quite thick, it's long, and I'm really lazy, which is like a horrible combination for curling wands usually. And the last time I used a curling wand would have been early 2010s, I reckon. So we're talking like a decade ago. And I found them fiddly. I found it took forever for it to heat my hair and make a curl. I found the curls really inconsistent. And they always had that little clampy thing that gave it a weird like dent on the end so all my curls would be like a curl and then like a weird like whoop at the end (laughs) so it's just like not a thing I learned how to do straightener curls and that was it I just did straightener curls but the thing with straightener curls that I find is that they often give me sort of like a weird mushroom head so it'll go like this like to basically to my eyebrows will be kind of straight ish and then it'll go in this big Mm -hmm. wave and then it looks cute And I've never been able to 100% nail it so that every time it doesn't have the mushroom look, it's like some days Mm -hmm. she looks like a mushroom and some days she looks gorgeous and like beachy mermaid waves and you just don't know what you're going to get. And so I have always wanted a solution, but I think I was just so convinced that all curling ones were terrible forever and ever unless you had short, fine hair. And then I tried this Cloud9 curling one. So this is obviously like it's not it's not a new product, but it's obviously a more modern version of existing curling ones from back in the day. Like they've obviously had a glow up and I haven't been trying them. Firstly, it doesn't have the little clippy thing, but you do get like a little glove to protect your hands from the heat. And essentially, I'm obsessed. I did not think I was going to like it. I thought that it was going to take a million years to do curls. It took like five seconds per curl. I could put like a significant amount of hair on it and it would create a really amazing, just natural looking wavy curl, which I think is what I've always wanted to achieve with my hair was just like I'd walked out of the ocean and it had dried, but I'm ocean girl. And because it worked quickly, I found I could do like a whole layer of my hair in the same amount of time it would take me with a straightener to do straightener curls. And that's, I think what surprised me the most was that it wasn't time consuming, but it was giving me much better, more consistent results for each curl or wave. And then obviously brushed it out and I was like, this is amazing. I would say I'm getting used to using it because I need the mitt because you kind of end up pointing the, the curling one down and wrapping the hair around. And then you're sort of like gradually letting it out And I always end up burning myself. So (laughs) I'm learning that the glove is a mandatory (laughs) and not to really like, you don't really need to touch the actual 
wand you just hold the end bit of your hair and you're pulling it sort of gently and then you just let go so look I'm, I'm learning I'm new at it but I was really impressed so if you are also someone that was really scared off curling wands from bad experiences I think this could genuinely be an investment you won't regret I saw a video mm-hmm. of this is the skincare collab we didn't know we needed. So yes. there was a video. Her name is Haley Bailey. Oh yes, she's been on TikTok and Insta as well. And it's funny because the article I'd initially seen this People article where they obviously didn't under like the it was obviously a collab with this Haley Bailey content creator and then Michael Sarah. So she basically walked into I think a pharmacy and Michael Sarah, the actor, was signing. Sarah V bottles and he was signing <laughs> Michael above the Sarah. So it's said Michael <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> so she, it was obviously a collab because she hashtag Sarah V partner. So they'd obviously organized yeah. Michael Sarah to be there. And I just thought this was the best collab, like genius marketing. I absolutely like loved it. But the title of the People article was the internet is convinced Michael Sarah is a secret skincare mogul. Like they think he owns. I know. It's, it's works. Like I think that I want to know what it was like in the marketing advertising room coming up with this concept because I've also seen the same thing. So Bobby Altoff, who some people might know, she's like the really good podcast host. It's like, it's intentionally terrible podcasting. So she's like a really bad interviewer. I think she's really funny. You can't stand her. She's very polarizing. (laughs) She's very polarizing. People either love her or hate her. But this one with Michael Sarah is so funny because they are evenly matched with their awkwardness. And he's really playing the game in this and he does the same thing. She's talking to him about owning Sarah V or like being a founder of Sarah V. And I think people have just seen all these videos and not paid attention to the paid sponsorship part Mm. and think genuinely that Michael Michael Sarah owns Sarah V. I think it's such a genius way to get your brand out there. It's so bonkers. It makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the brand. It's just funny and we think it's funny and I like it. And now I think about Sarah V all the time because of this Michael Sarah thing. And he's the perfect person for it. Like he's so weird. He's so good at being weird. Would love it to have been true. That would have been so funny. Just after all this time. After all this time. He was actually (laughs) the owner. Amazing. So good. Well, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And we'd love to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you could leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.